Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 149, written May 14, 2023. The title of our podcast today is Blessings and Curses, Part 4. Let's begin where we left off. Let us learn a blessing from history that with God on our side, who can be against us? I say that again. With God on our side, who can be against us? Romans 8, 28 through 39. Paraphrase. Read it. But with a curse from history, we know without the Lord on our side, everything is against us. You agree? I can see you nodding your head. You're in agreement. (laughs) Now, our young nation is only 247 years young. But even we have some history where we have been blessed by the Lord, our God, and we have had victories on the battlefield. Let us call the name, let us call on the name, of the Lord our God today to help us get through these troubled times. Remove sin from the camp. The camp I'm talking about is our lives and homes that we may stop having these murderous acts taking place on our streets, schools, homes, churches, our park, state, capitals, and now U.S. capitals and so on. Let us call on the name of the Lord to bring our nation back in order under his banner of love to receive his blessing, not curses. But if we don't, well, let the Abrahamic curses continue. My Bible says, the Lord will smite thee with the botch or boils of Egypt, and with the emeralds or tumors, and with the scabs, festering sores, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness, and blindness, and astonishment of confusion of heart, and thou shalt grope at noonday, as the blind grope in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled or robbed evermore, and no man shall save thee. Deuteronomy 28, 27-29. Read it. The disease Of all that the Lord spoke of in Egypt, some we may have renamed today. Plus, new diseases we discover on a daily basis. Some have no cure. Yet, we continue to sin. Our evil and wrongdoings, expecting God's blessing. Last I heard. God don't bless if we hide or harbor sin. He says, rather, your sins have 
separated you from your God. Isaiah 59.2. Read it. What was known as madness in the Bible, we street folk call it the same today. We know when a guy's mad. But there's a sophisticated name the upper echelons now call it mental illness. Cute name, but it's so broad we could write them on strips of paper and wrap the globe. Millions of social issues and not scratch the surface. One prevalent in mind is gun violence. Think about it. Call it what you may. God know what it is. He knows what you're doing or what you've got. Therefore, if I may speak on God's behalf, I use the acronym KISS. Keep it simple, scientists. It's called madness. He never meant for a man to be mad, but rather to be whole, clothed in his right mind. Remember the madman Jesus met coming out of the tombs? How when he met Jesus Christ, the demons were cast out and he was healed and later pronounced clothed? in his right mind. He was thinking clear. No more demons. Mark 5, 1 to 20. Read it. That's a God thing. And he knows how to deal with mental health. America, there's a wickedness behind this madness and our mental illness thing. Believe it or not. Therefore, let the Abrahamic curses continue. My Bible says, Thou shalt be thought or be engaged to a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat of thereof. Thine ass or donkey shall be violently taken away from before thy face and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Thy sons and daughters shall be given unto other people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long and there shall be no might in thine hand. Deuteronomy 28, 30-32. Now, here's what I call a real curse. You go and you ask a young lady to marry you. Okay? She said yes. You get engaged. Then you turn around and some other guy sleeps with her. Now that's a curse. It happens. When we are cursed, it happens. Talking about heartbreak in this first in the first degree. Hmm. 
or, or then you go and you buy a property and get ready to do closing costs and finalize the deal to put my spin on that. Let's say someone else wind up owning the property. Because <laughs> your realtor did a switcheroo on you. Let's say he found a cash buyer who paid a bit more money than you. And you didn't have that buyer agent agreement. But he's nice enough <laughs> to return, refund your money, your deposit. That's a real slap in the face. But I think our Bible curse is basically saying you build a house and somebody else take it away by force. That's even worse. Ouch! They take not only your house, but your ox from your table you're about to feast on, and then after eating your dinner, he goes out in the field and take your donkey and the sheep by force. Wow. That's the benefit of your curse. Now, that may seem odd this day and age because most of us don't have, you know, donkeys and sheep and stuff like that. Nevertheless, it could be your car, your house, or whatever. Now, here's the kick in the head. Later on, after being taken over by other nations, yeah, it's possible. Don't you, don't you shake your head say it can't happen. They take your sons and daughters away. You spend months grieving over them. Talking about a curse. But America, if we don't repent, well, you know what's going to happen. Let the Abrahamic curse continue. The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and cursed always, so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the leg, with a sore box or boils that cannot be healed for the sole from the sole of your foot unto the top of your head. The Lord shall bring thee and the king and our president, and we will we'll bring it modern, which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And shalt thou Serve thy God, their gods, and wood and stone? Yeah. And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whither the Lord shall lead thee. Think not that because they say you're the most powerful nation on earth that you can put on your gloves and box with God. Listen, if God say you're blessed, you're blessed. But if God say you're cursed, you're cursed. No exceptions. And don't think that these Abrahamic curses cannot happen again. 
Don't let history repeat itself here in the U.S. of A. as it did in Israel of old. Keep in mind, with the many refugees we are allowing to come into our country right now, we should be vetting them, checking them very carefully, simply because we have some enemies out there who would love to march right into our border and do us harm. Sound like a little preacher in the corner, don't I? Pay attention. God speaking. I am 100% in favor of helping people who are sincerely fleeing from being persecuted by a tyrant or dictator or suppressive government and or nation. But I am also 100% in favor of vetting everyone who comes into this country, along with an invasion and boils from the top of our heads to the sole of our feet. Would that get our attention? I think so. I counsel you and us, U.S. citizens, as a nation, repent. Okay? Repent. Otherwise, let the Abrahamic curse continue. My Bible says, Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and shall gather but a little in, for the locusts shall consume it. Thou shalt plant vineyards, and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine, nor gather the grapes, for the warm shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all the coasts, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil. For a for a for the olive shall cast his fruit. Now, when you say cast your fruit, you know you would say you're like throwing it, but you know a tree can't throw its own fruit. But check this out. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. There it is again. Hello, here's a sidebar. Pay attention. There it is again, talking about our sons and daughters being shipped to another country or nation. Think about it. Hmm. May I proceed? All thy seed, all thy trees and fruit of thy land shall be shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up, get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. Okay? He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curse shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandment and his statute, which he commanded thee. Deuteronomy 28, 38 to 45. We take plenty good seed out, plant in our garden, and get a little harvest. What? To feed the locusts? Hey, that's a curse. Oh, now speaking of locusts and our grasshoppers, I had a visitor, 
a big one in my garden about two weeks ago. He was about three inches long and I looked at him and I said, no, you're not going to eat my garden. I told him if you're outside the fence net, when I come back, I will shoo you away. But if you're inside the net fence, you shall die. So I went to get some bug spray and I couldn't find any in the house. So I got the flash water. I told him when I got back, I don't know where your family and friends are, but you're not going to devour my garden. I said to myself, being one only, if I take him out, he won't be able to go back and tell his locust family where the grub is. So I swatted him to the ground and I smashed him. I just hope he wasn't a warning sign from God that we're about to be invaded by locusts and that I could have warned the nation to be where the locusts are coming. Hmm. Anyways, the great growers in California, you go out and you plant, take good care for your vineyard, thinking you're going to have a great wine harvest this year and find out some big fat worm or locust have eaten your crop down to the ground. That's a curse. Or an olive orchard owners dress his trees, prep for a good season and a wind, a strong windstorm come along. Remember we were talking about the uh, tree casting its fruit? Comes along and smashes all the beautiful ripe olives to the ground. It's a curse. Then to hit us with the ultimate curse, the very stranger or people who we invite into our nation, they come and learn the way of prosperity in this economy. They turn around and own the banks. They end up being the head and we being the tail. They lend us money and we borrow because we are cursed. We should be lending the money. Even we, out of laziness, gave our economy to a foreign nation. Now, we're in debt to that same nation. They now have our prosperity. Not that they obeyed God better than us, but because we are cursed. Sound familiar? Think about it. We are supposed to be the head, not the tail. Let's defy this curse. Let's get back to God. Amen? Amen. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sin. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus. I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, as the scriptures say, 
believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Now, a word with my father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your son, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your ministry. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us here at Heaven's Prayer Link. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.